was a blacksmith and had anvils of all shapes and sizes. He managed them with ease with the hundred pound one. He picked it up and moved it with just grip strength on the horn. Or he could put one finger in the hardy hole and pick it up. My dad could do it as well. The aspiration to be strong was fired and forged in the blacksmith shop. I wanted to do what my grandpa and my dad had done. Everything he did pointed to how to live life. We would forge steel into shapes and items that he needed for his customers, but at the same time, forging oxygen into the fires, raising the temperature taught me how to train and be fit enough for the Olympics. Grandpa and I didn't know that I would be an Olympian when I was a kid, but his teaching had a profound effect on my thinking all the way through my career. He and my dad would say it takes an awful steady hand to hold a full glass of water. But my grandpa would say it takes an even steadier hand to hold hot steel in your hand and shape it the right way so it can do the right job. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831, Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope that you will tell your friends and relatives and people you work with to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review us, and become an 831-er, someone that helps somebody else live their best life because we inspired you to live your best life. Well, it's 30 days to the 32nd Olympic Games in Tokyo, a month away. I can remember what it was like to be one month out and wondering, am I ready? Do I have what it takes? Will I be as sharp as I can possibly be? Is my plan right? It's 61 days to the Paralympic Games, so they've just got two months, just slightly more than two months. I hope that you will watch and support our team. Today, we're going to talk about the Olympic medals. Medals for the first three are presented as gold, silver, and bronze medals. But originally in the ancient games, there were no medals. The winners were presented with a cotinus, an olive branch from a wild olive tree intertwined in the shape of a circular horseshoe. There is and was only one winner per event, according to legend. This was introduced by Heracles, made from wild olive branches and leaves from a sacred tree near the Temple of Zeus at Olympia. I've been there. I've seen the ruins. I've seen the ruins of the Temple of Zeus, and I am overwhelmed with what these people could do with no technology other than their own eyes, a hammer, and chisels. It's amazing. Victorious athletes were honored, feted, and praised. Their deeds heralded in chronicles told and retold so future generations appreciate their accomplishments. Why a wild olive tree branch shaped like a crown? During a battle, a general was asked where all the Greek men were, and the answer given was that they were participating in the Olympic Games. The general asked, what's the prize for winning, he queried. The answer, an olive wreath. Then the general uttered a most noble statement. What kind of men are these against whom you have brought us to fight? Men who do not compete for possessions, but for honor. Later, they were rewarded with generous sums of money by the country. This tradition was renewed in the 28th Olympic Games in Athens, along with the medals. In the modern games, 
Each of the medals had a common design decided upon by the organizer of each games. From 1928 until 2000, the obverse side of the medal contained an image of Nike, the traditional goddess of victory, holding a palm in her left hand and a winner's crown in her right. For each Olympic Games, the reverse side as well as the labels for each Olympiad changed, reflecting the host of the Games. In 2004, the obverse side of the medals changed to be made more explicit reference to the Greek character of the Games. In this design, the goddess Nike flies into the Panathenic Stadium, reflecting the renewal of the Games. An Olympic diploma is also presented as a paper certificate awarded to the top eight finishers in competitions at the Olympic Games. While the top three finishers have received medals since the 1896 Olympics, in 1949, diplomas for athletes placing fourth, fifth, and sixth were added, and then in 1981 for seventh and eighth place finishers. The diploma is inscribed and signed by Autopen with the signatures of the president of the International Olympic Committee and the head of the organizing committee for each Olympics. The design of the diploma, as with the design of the Olympic medals, must be approved by the IOC. An athlete who receives a diploma and is subsequently sanctioned for violations for the IOC Code of Ethics, the World Anti-Doping Code, or other charters must return the diploma to the IOC. There is always two components to growth, how you grow on the outside and what the people can see. Then there is growing taking place on the inside of a person that no one can see. It's easy to work on the outside, get stronger, get faster, jump higher, and soon you know if you are, well, you're in the running. You can have a chance at winning a medal. However, when you step into the arena and the world is watching, it's always a question of, are you capable to have the right stuff and be able to get the job done when you're under pressure and still perform to the best of your ability. Grandpa and I never thought about me becoming an Olympian, but he taught me about life by teaching me how to be a blacksmith. He would sit after a job was done and have a hot cup of tea from a boiling pot sitting on the forge. One day he was telling me about the goldsmith and the silversmith. Pure gold and pure silver are only reachable when you extract all the dross, all the impurities. This is done with turning up the heat until the pure molten metal is free of what it doesn't need, and the smith can see their reflections in the molten metal. When the smith can see his or her face in the metal, it is ready. I knew it took hard work to be ready to perform on the outside. But the challenge is to be ready on the emotional inside and at every emotional level. So your first response is to stay disciplined and in control. When your first response is to know you are ready on the inside to feel the pressure and perform knowing that you believe you are good enough to be what you set out to achieve, you are ready. You see the metal on the inside. You see your reflection in the metal that you're fighting for. I could see it both inside and outside of me. And as the gatekeeper, if I let anything interfere with that belief, my first response couldn't be pure gold or silver. The gold and silver medals have already been won in Tokyo. Yep. The athletes that are winning them are already seeing their reflection in the medal. However, to do it under pressure reveals the strength of the metal inside the competitor. I had my impurities that I tried to burn off. Sometimes I could do it, other times I could not. This becomes the performer's greatest challenge. I think the athletes that win and stand on the top step of the podium 
should be given gold, silver, and bronze cotinos, not medals. I think they should be given wreaths. I think they should be given crowns. Medals are given out at everything from a community event to a world championship. But the Olympic Games, the Olympic champion, is the best in the whole world. And it should be a crowning champion. My battles, well, we will learn together about them in the future podcasts. And I will help you grow on the inside as much as you're growing on the outside. My quote for the day, it's easy to win when we are swifter, higher, and stronger. It's Olympian to win when we are slower, lower, and weaker. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet.